You're listening to Chris's Soapbox, a podcast that is a proud member of the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Chris's Soapbox. This is the first episode of a new podcast for the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. I'm your host. My name is Chris Lockhart. So for this podcast, if if you're listening to this, um, going forward, I used to do this uh, segment on Geek Fallout Reloaded called Chris's Soapbox. I would do this occasionally, where I would uh, get on my, using air quote, soapbox, you know, give my opinion on a certain topic or something that was happening. Part of that, uh, part of Geek Fallout Reloaded. But I decided to spin it off to its own uh, separate podcast, just to kind of bring down the runtime of Geek Fallout Reloaded, and at the same time, creating a little bit more content like for this week for example this will be the only episode coming out from the pop culture pub podcast network and then next week we'll have a new episode of the pop culture pub and so on and so forth and next week will be trek 1701 so uh this is just uh to help us get through the weeks the when uh you know schedules and things go a little bit lighter and like i said to you know for geek fallout reloaded i'm going to take the segment out of it and have it be its own thing so in future installments of this podcast you know i might have guests on we might talk about a specific opinion uh pop culture opinion or something like of that nature so for this episode i'm you know the reason why i called this say or i called the segment and now this podcast crystal soapbox is i'm basing it off of a segment that used to be in marvel comics for the better part of i want to say like 30 years it started i want to say in the late 60s and it was called Stan's Soapbox. So for those who don't know, Stan Lee was uh, the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics at the time when he started this column. And then he, you know, still worked for Marvel, but he went off to Hollywood to work on, you know, Mar- Marvel projects for Hollywood. He, But he continued writing this column, and this column would show up in comic books, in Marvel Comics, uh, I think it was every every basically every issue that came out that month but he would do it was a monthly column so they would have a page dedicated half of the page would be in the comic book would be called stan soapbox where he would talk about you know marvel projects he'd talk about things going on in the world you know his thoughts and ideas and opinions and then the other half would be like in-house advertising and so on and so forth and uh, like i know in the 90s they used to have a little comic blurb with tom defalco who was the uh the editor-in-chief at the time but anyway it this this column stan soapbox discontinued in the late 90s because marvel was going through some difficult uh you know financial times some lean years and you know their thinking was you know why are we dedicating this advertising space to an opinion column that you know not all comic fans read and honestly i think they were kind of doing a disservice to stan lee because those of us you know who grew up with marvel comics we all knew who stan lee was but i guess newer readers may not have known who he was so that you know their thought was you know why are we dedicating the space to him um which was a shame it was too bad that they did that um but of course stan got that the title stan soapbox because you know back in i don't know the 
it, back in the day, I want to say like the 20s, maybe even before that, uh, they, they used to deliver, uh, you know, washing soap for, for doing laundry uh, in these crates. And they would deliver them to people's houses. And then um, people would, you know, if you were having like, say, union meeting or uh, some sort of meeting where you had to like stand above everyone else. A lot of a lot of times, people would take these soap boxes, flip them over, and then stand on them, so they could be a little bit higher than other people. So that's where you know st you know the term "standing on your soapbox" kind of came from. Uh, when you're giving an opinion or when you need to you know be heard, uh, so that's why he named his 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 column "Stand Soapbox," and that's why I named this segment and now podcast "Chris's Soapbox" because you know. Um, this is where I'm going to give some opinions, and I wanted to pay homage to Stan Lee, because he's one of my heroes. Uh, that being said, um, you know, for this first episode, I actually wanted to talk about Stan Lee a little bit. Uh, and, and I should point out, before I get into talking about Stan Lee, this podcast and this segment, I'm not going to delve into politics I'm not going to delve into religion or anything like that. This is just pop culture commentary. So take it for what it is. I don't want to, you know, honestly, I don't want to piss off any listeners by, you know, delving into politics or delving into religion because, you know, that, <laughs> that's, a, to, to, that's two, two topics that tend to piss people off greatly. And I don't want my, my listener base to, to leave me. Um, not that I think, uh, my, like, I don't have crazy opinions or anything, like, in terms of politics or religion, but I want this to be, a, you know, about pop culture, because that's what this network is about. Um, if I wanted to talk about religion or politics, I'd, I would do a religious or, polit or political uh, podcast. So anyway, for this episode, I'm talking about Stan Lee. Now, the reason why I'm bringing him up is... For people who don't know comic books or don't know the lore, um, they may not know Stanley's total contribution to uh, the medium. So I'm, I want to talk a little bit about him, and then I want to say talk about why the title of this episode is Stanley is a co creator. So Stanley, um, I think most people in the general, you know, population know of him through his cameos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. His cameos actually started, I think the first time he did a cameo was, I think, in The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, which was a TV movie based on the Incredible Hulk TV series. Um, that was his first live-action cameo. He actually did the voice of uh, the narrator for, I think, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. Because he's got a, he had a tremendous voice. Like he definitely had a, a good narrating voice. Um, but anyway, uh, his first live action cameo was in uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk, which was a TV movie. And then he was in X Men in the in the year two thousand. He was in Spider Man in uh, two thousand two. Um, I believe he did a cameo in Spider Man two and Spider Man three and. The, uh, the X-Men movies after that, I believe. And then when it came to the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Uh, oh, he was also in those Fantastic Four movies uh, with Michael Chiklis and, and 
Jessica Alba and, and uh, Chris Evans in the mid-2000s. I don't know if he did a one in Daredevil. I can't remember. But anyway, um, when the Marvel Cinematic Universe started up, it was he was like one of those uh, staples, you know, like, he, you know, what? where would we get him in for a cameo? So he was in every one up until Mar- uh, Avengers Endgame, I believe was his last um, cameo. And, the, you know, which it's kind of fitting, because um, unfortunately he passed away prior to the release of Endgame. But Endgame was such a, an amazing movie, it's, you know, probably the height of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so it's kind of awesome that his last appearance was, you know, in such a monumental film. Also sad, so, like, my wife, for example, she's not a comic book person, but she knows Stan Lee, because I pointed him out. And these movies saying, you know, oh, that's the guy who created Iron Man, you know, in the first Iron Man movie. And, oh, there he is in, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. And and now she, she, you know, when we watched these movies as they were rolling out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, she became aware of who Stan Lee was. And, you know, she, oh, there's Stan, there's Stan. And fortunately, I got to meet him in 2012 at the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. My son and I uh, got our photo taken with him. And, you know, it was such an amazing experience for me, even though I only got to spend, like, 20 seconds with the man. Well, let's say 30 seconds, because I got to stand there for about 10 seconds looking at him as the person ahead of me was in line getting his picture taken with him. Then I got to stand beside him for 10 seconds, and then it took me about 10 seconds to leave the room. Um, But it was like being in the presence of of a living legend you know like it was amazing um and i did say to stan you know thanks for everything stan that's the only thing i i could think to say to him and um yeah and he passed away in 2017 i believe um and yeah when he passed away i remember watching and i've mentioned this before ctv national news um and they reported that the creator of Superman passed away. And I was so pissed off. I was so mad. Because, you know, of course, he's not the creator of Superman at all. Um, that was uh, Joe Schuster and... Uh, sorry, uh, Siegel, um, Siegel and Schuster. Um, they created uh, Superman back in 1938. Um, but uh, Joe Schuster... I can't remember the first names now. I'm drawing a blank. Anyway... Siegel and Schuster, they created Superman. And then when I watched the repeat of the national po- or national broadcast, they did change it to Spider-Man. So I'm thinking somebody, like one of the camera guys after the fact, was like, hey, you know, you actually got that wrong, right? Uh, so I never did write a, a complaint to CTV for, to, you know, do a retraction. Because, you know, clearly somebody already knew. But anyway... You know, Stan Lee gets, you know, fortunately, but also unfortunately at the same time, he gets the bulk of the credit for, uh, you know, his uh, create the characters he helped create. So, just to you know, to clarify, he uh, co-created um, the Avengers, um, the original Avengers as we know them, uh, Hulk, the Marvel version of Thor. Uh, Spider-Man, he co-created that with uh, Steve Ditko. He co-created uh, the Avengers and uh, Thor, 
uh, Hulk, Iron Man with uh, Jack Kirby. He co-created the X-Men with Jack Kirby. He co-created uh, a number of characters. Like Cap- I, w- I, sh- I should say Captain America was not his creation. That was uh, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby that created um, Captain America back in yeah the 1940s. Um, he did work on Captain America back in those days, but he worked on Captain America as a writer uh, when uh, Joe and Jack uh, went into the into the army to fight in World War Two. He he was writing Captain America, and then he Stanley himself joined the Signal Corps, I believe. He was in the army, but he was stationed stateside. Uh, but he would still, you know, from his army base, would actually write the scripts for the comic books and send them in. Uh, for publication, but uh, no, um, the title of this episode is Stanley Co-Creator. Um, Stanley was just a writer, you know, and that's not not to throw shade at the guy, just a writer. Like, you know, he he d- helped revigorate the you know the superhero comic book landscape because a lot of people don't realize that up until the early nineteen sixties, when you had you know the the creation of the Justice League of America over at DC Comics. You had you look like a reboot of of the Flash comic book and Green Lantern origin. Um, superheroes books were actually on the decline. Um, like in after the war, their popularity you know World War Two their popularity peaked, and in the fifties, the focus of comic books tended to lean more towards westerns. And true romance stories um, and sci-fi stories and stuff like that. Uh, the superhero genre kind of took a, a plummet in the 1950s. So uh, Justice League of America, when they came out in the early 1960s, they had this big resurgence of, of you know people uh, flocking to superhero comic books. And then that's when um, Stan Lee's publisher, who's also his cousin, Martin Goodman... Uh, said to him, like, uh, you know, basically wanted him to rip off um, the Justice League, but rather than rip off the Justice League, Stanley and Jack Kirby created the Fantastic Four. And then after that, you got Iron Man, you got the Hulk, you got these other creations, and eventually the Avengers, which is more akin to the Justice League, but the Justice League did come first. Um but again, Stanley co-created these. So a lot of people, like I said, because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they know of Stan Lee. They just don't know of, you know, the the people that helped co-create these characters with him. So like, uh, you know, the bulk of the creations that Stanley gets credit for, Jack Kirby was his co-creator. Uh, so Jack Kirby was the artist who first drew the Fantastic Four. He drew the Avengers. He drew the first X-Men. Um, he drew the first Hulk. I believe he drew the first Iron Man as well. And then, um, like, Jack Kirby was a machine. Like, he was just this this amazing artist who could do... I think at, at his peak, he was doing, like, 11... Or, not 11, sorry. Um, I think he was doing, like, eight titles a month, like, from beginning to end, like, drawing them. And then he was helping other artists with other titles. Like, the guy was... was amazing he was he was a uh, a living legend um but he was too busy to help with spider-man 
So uh, Stan tapped uh, his another artist at the time. His name was Steve Ditko. Said, I have this concept for this, you know, Spider-Man. So Steve Ditko uh, co-created it with Stan Lee. And uh, a lot of um, the, you know, like him being a, you know, a Spider-Man Peter Parker being like this gawky teenager. That was Steve Ditko. That was him, uh, you know, because what normal teenager has a six-pack right like of course spider-man's got to be gawky and and you know not as tall as the other superheroes because he's a teenager still growing so that was steve ditko um and then you know other writers came in and helped flesh out these characters and these uh stories um you know probably like stanley's biggest protege would be roy thomas so he was a writer that came in and and helped um, you know, write some, some very epic, uh, storylines, particularly for the Avengers. And then, if, you know, as time went on, other artists would come in like George Perez, um, uh, drawing a blank, uh, Joe Kubert. Um, oh damn. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank on some of the artists names. Um, but, uh, yeah. So Stan Lee, you know, often gets cited as the creator of Spider-Man, the creator of the X-Men, but he's actually a co-creator. You know, like it was a team effort. Um, not that it takes away from from Stan and, and his accomplishments, but that's just the truth of the matter. Like, uh, it's kind of like Star Trek, you know, like Gene Roddenberry created the original series, he created The Next Generation, but he had help, you know, like he had help with the writing, um... And some of the concepts, you know, like in the original series, like Gene Kuhn, DC Fontana, David Gerald. David Gerald helped uh, Gene Roddenberry develop the Bible for the next generation. Um, so, like, Gene Roddenberry, you know, is the creator, using air quotes, but, I mean, it was a team effort. And, you know, had that team not been in place... Um, you know, it wouldn't have went anywhere. And and especially in the case with Stan Lee, you know, like myself, I'm not an artist, but I got a lot of cool ideas, I think are cool ideas, but they don't really go anywhere because I can't draw them. Like, that's just, you know, the unfortunate curse of, of for me being a comic book fan is I can't even do draw stick figures. It sucks. Um, so had Stan not had guys like Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and... Uh, Joe Kubert and um, oh uh, John Romita, you know people like that. You know the, his ideas and creations would never have seen the light of day. You know, so thank God Stan had you know such a good uh, group of people to help him uh, develop these ideas and and co-create. And I should point out also because Stan was so busy. For so long, he was, you know, the sole writer of Marvel Comics for quite a few years. He developed what is called the Marvel Method, which basically he would give the artist a plot. They would, based on this plot, they would go and draw com the comic book as they saw the story going. And then Stan would go in and, and, and fill in uh, the word balloons, like he would fill in the story based on what the artist did. That was called the Marvel Method, so... You know, Stan Lee was a great storyteller, but again, you know, the artists also need to get 
story credit for for some of these you know epic stories that they were doing at the time because you know they were just going off a plot so anyway stanley you know he's my one of my heroes but also jack kirby's one of my heroes steve ditko's one of my heroes roy thomas you know joe kubert actually his sons you know the kubert boys they're awesome uh john ramita and john ramita jr his son as well as a was a great is a great artist yeah it's it's a it's a team effort and i just wanted to stress that in the soapbox so anyway thank you for taking the time to listen to the first episode of chris's soapbox um but before we go I'm going to play that little game of where you can find me on the internet. So I do a blog called Random Nerdness. So if you want to go check that out, once in a while I'll I'll post a blog post. Uh, I do a segment called Chris's Weekly Comic Book Picks. To be honest, lately I'm not reading a whole lot of new comic books. So my, you know, comic book picks are kind of light. But if you're interested to see what I'm reading, like currently... Like, I'll throw it out there. Uh, I think the the new Fantastic Four is awesome. Uh, Shazam by Mark Wade is, is amazing. Uh, World's Finest is probably the best DC book being done. And that's by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Um, I love the, the Conan the Barbarian series from Titan Comics. They recently re, uh, acquired the Conan license from Marvel Comics. Because they're... Their time with Conan, I guess, was up. And I, I, I really liked what Marvel did with Conan, and I really like what they've done with Conan in the past. Um, but uh, Titan's doing a pretty good job. Um, and then Dynamite Entertainment has the license for Red Sonja, so if you like, you know, Conan, you know, again, Red Sonja was a Marvel character, a character created by Mar- I think it was created... Was it Roy Thomas that created her? I can't remember. But anyway, this character ended up, you know, being licensed out to other comic book companies. and So Dynamite Entertainment has that license right now. And, uh, you know, they're doing a really good job with Red Sonja. So if you like Conan, you like Red Sonja. And also the current Captain America series. Uh, it's written by J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, people who may not recognize that name. He's the guy that um, created the TV series Babylon 5. Uh, I believe he created a series on Netflix called Sense8. I haven't watched it myself, but I heard it was good, but it only had a couple seasons, I believe, maybe three seasons. He also co-wrote the first Thor movie. Uh, He's a great comic book writer, um, great writer in general, so Captain America is an awesome title to have him work on. And, yeah, so anyway, uh, you can check out uh, me on Facebook. Um... I'm uh, Chris Lock 1701 We do a pop culture pub Facebook group on Facebook. So if you want, if you're a fan of this network, uh, just type into the search bar the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. It'll take you to our group, and you can join up. Um, I also am the admin of Lockhart's favorite animation and toy franchises. It's also a group on Facebook. So check that out. I'm the admin of Outer Spaces. It's a space centric. Um, facebook group i'm also the admin of the incredible fans of the incredible hulk and she hulk that's also on facebook and then last but not least i'm the admin of trek 1701 a star trek podcast group based on the podcast that is part of this network which is a star trek centric podcast called trek 1701 so anyway 
Thank you for taking the time to listen to this first episode of Chris's Soapbox. And I will see you again in the not-too-distant future.